Welcome to No Ordinary Horse. Conversations with ordinary people sharing experiences and life lessons inspired by the horses we love. Hello Rachel, how are you? (laughs) Oh hello, it's um, very nice to be sitting in your motorhome. (laughs) We abandon everything else, hopefully this one works. quite surreal really <laughs> it is isn't it it's maybe um i think it was liz said oh it's found its purpose yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's a great little space it's, it's quiet a... you've talked you've done your workshop on breath on the breath yeah so um yeah tell us about that i could waffle on and on about well it's a podcast breathing, so that's a good idea i suppose it would be useful to link it to my story with horses yes, definitely oh yeah definitely well this is what this for me this is what no ordinary horse is about is our lessons that we kind of the revelations i guess that we we get from our horses from the work that we do with the horses you know it leads into life yeah. doesn't it it's not it's not yeah. separate from it it um no it's... i do believe that they're here to teach us i do think they are personally well you know. i am inclined to agree with you now but eight years ago i would have said oh, oh. um <laughs> uh, four years ago i would have so we are the newly woke, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just got that expression, and of course now it's going out of fashion because it's yeah. frowned upon. Yeah, but it's I, totally yeah. useful. It's a very good one, isn't it? Well, it is, and it does feel like an awakening because it does feel like you see things in a different light, mm. and and it's the same thing. Uh, the same thing can occur, but now I'll look at it in a different way. It's all the perspective thing, isn't it? It's yeah. all that, and I love the. <laughs> Wayne Dyer quote the when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change yeah and I think it refers to that in that the perspective that we have now is different from certainly for me four years ago you know I, I t- I've said previously that I would have to circle Brooke down to the school because she didn't want to walk down and she was saying no yeah so the difference you know in that is incredible and but the, oh, but the difference in me you know as well so anyway I interrupted your story so you eight years ago then well um i could go down two rabbit holes yeah my musical one which we've got in common yeah and then the horsey one and then show you how they've kind of linked up and i wish you know i could sit here saying oh yes eight years ago i acquired a horse to look after yeah and it occurred to me straight away how (laughs) similar it was to what I'd learnt in music, but unfortunately it didn't. And I've taken eight years to join the dots painfully yeah. slowly. But it all came to a crux about two summers ago. And so I'd had Scott for seven years. Yeah. I just decided it would be a good idea to get up very early one morning oh, in the yeah. summer to avoid yeah. the heat get down to the yard at six, ride him round the block on oh, my own, um, and be all ready to start the day. Yep. So, of course, I uh, don't usually do that. I, my routine was to arrive yeah. at one or two and go out for the afternoon if I was riding, yep. sometimes with the dog. So um, everything was fine. He's so mm-hmm. obliging, Scott. Yeah. Contact him up, no problem. Um, we got out, beautiful morning, yeah. and then as we were coming into the open bit where there's the wood at the far end, there was something going on. Probably the deer were getting up, or the yes, yeah. owls were going to bed, or something yeah. like that. I had to get off to pay 
the next door neighbour to ride oh. around her Trunk. fields. Yes. Because yes. that's what I thought I would do, ride around the fields, go back on the road. So I got off no problem. Yeah. But in between putting the money in the pot and wanting to get back on, Scott had completely worked himself up about whatever it was in the woods. And I was busy trying to persuade him there was nothing to worry about. But looking back, mm. I had gone through the roof as well. Because yep. when he's like that, yeah. he does set me off. Yeah. But I was still totally unaware of what effect that might have on yep. him. The fact that I was also going through the roof. But I carried on regardless and tried to get on. But before I could, he managed to twist around and double-barrelled me in the chest um, and galloped off home. Wow. And I, I chased after him and found him back at the yard and we came back. Yeah. Because uh, the old rule is... Yes, you know, yeah, yeah. Get gone and do it. So yeah. I did it, thinking, oh, God. Yeah. But we went round and it was okay. Yeah. But my mouth was in, my heart was in my mouth. Yeah. Even though that happened. And of course, it would be easy for somebody who didn't know me and Scott and yeah. our relationship together to look at that and go, Yeah, well, there's no connection there. Your horse hates you. That's why you got kicked. Mm-hmm. You galloped off. But the thing is, I knew that he didn't yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. hate me and that we normally have a very good relationship because I've gone off and gone out with him on sponsored rides yeah. on my own and he's always looked after me and yeah. so I realised though because of the work that I had done yeah. point reading I signed up for Warwick Schiller's video library yeah. Yeah, me too. and I think I'd done about a year of that so it was right. beginning to sink in and I realised that um, connection relationship apart I was not the human mm. Scott needed at that particular moment yes I'd gone right through my threshold ceiling yeah and he he was going through it and of course what he needs is needed was somebody who could ground themselves yeah and provide him the safety believe that yeah. there wasn't anything to worry about yeah yeah but the gift of that moment was yeah. that I realised I was talking the talk. Yeah. Walking the talk. Yeah. That's the moment when yeah. I realised that actually I've got further to go. It's all right signing up yeah. to Warwick Schiller. It's like signing up to a gym, isn't it? You it is. Have to go. To do the, exactly, you, you have, have to, to do, do the work. work. Yes, there's no magic fixes, there's no magic button. So uh, going back um, those eight years when I got Scott, what I had brought to the beginning of our relationship Mm. was a sense and a confidence about thinking outside the box. Mm -hmm. And I acquired that Mm. through music and being a singer. Ah, Okay, yeah. But I, I don't think I realised I'd acquired it. Okay. So I had originally gone to um, the Guildhall School of Music yeah. and Drama yeah. on the drama right. side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And wasn't ready to start singing, didn't mm. have the confidence to get on stage. Mm-hmm. So after that, I went to art school. And yeah. it was while I was at art school, I started having singing lessons. Oh. 
so it took a while for me to to actually realise actually music was the yeah the artistic medium yeah, that I needed for to you, be in. Yeah, yeah. And then it took ten years to um, produce a voice that was yeah. worth having. So yeah. I definitely didn't go about things according to the book. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not a direct I, line. No, yeah. but yeah. having um, missed you know the yeah the route that most successful. Yes. Singers. I'm, I can't say I was really successful, but I had a, a little mini career. Um, I still managed to sing for Prince Charles at um, Highgrove, and I was on television taking part in a programme called Paddington Green, oh, <laughs> which cool. was weird. Yeah, yeah. And I was also the UK representative for the first um, Harare Festival. Wow. The Arts. Wow. Did these things despite having missed yeah um a, a, a what do you call it um conventional yeah yeah, yeah. route mm. and one of the things that you have to learn as a performer as you all know mm-hmm. is you have to be able to face an audience mm-hmm. even though you're feeling oh, yeah. like running away yep yeah <laughs> That was the worst for me. I hated those nerves. Horrible. The number of times I was just about to go on thinking, why did I get myself into this? Oh, God, yeah. uh, And weirdly, when I was outside, if I did any outside performances, which the Harare Festival was, I got an even greater sense of, I could run. I could run. Oh, really? Because you're outside and it's like... Wow. Oh, okay. Whereas when you're in a concert hall... Yeah. Or church, there's nowhere to go. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's when you perform though, and I think especially with voice, it's it's a bearing of your soul, isn't it? You know, you're oh, yeah. you're performing, you're putting the very essence of you out there. You know, so I'm not I'm not surprised of the nerves, and but I you know I, I think don't enjoy you, the You're absolutely right, but I think um, uh, it's just as scary for somebody playing an instrument because yeah. there are other things. Yeah. go on that make you um afraid and yeah. this is very similar i think to mm. riding a horse maybe in a competition or something is mm. your fear about what other people will think so uh, the audience yep you know that yep. they will well it's a fear of judgment isn't it Ju- Con- yeah, that's all it judged. is and it's it's that and it's our fear it doesn't necessarily mean to say because i say it to my kids all the time it doesn't necessarily to say they're actually thinking what you're thinking they are thinking because you don't know what anybody else is no. thinking, ever. So they might be sitting there thinking, oh, how amazing, how wonderful. And people will say, certainly after afterwards, oh, I'd never be able to do that. That was fabulous if you played or something. But but you as the person putting yourself out there to go and play something don't know that. It's all what's... So it's about yeah, controlling well, what's going on in your head, really isn't it? A really good um, book I oh, yeah. read called The Inner Game of Music and it was written okay. by the guy that wrote The Inner Game of Tennis. Oh, okay. He had all these tricks to oh. get around that and one of the things was whenever you're in an audience yeah. watching someone else, whatever they're doing, public speaking, whatever it is, yeah. make sure you always think positive thoughts yeah. with the odd little wish rather right. than the criticism. Yes. Because that way your brain mm. will associate the audience with something that's oh, benign so when you're on the stage or whatever it is you're doing or public yep. speaking yeah your brain you can reference that, that animal part ancient part of your brain yeah. will just be assuming that 
all those people oh. are thinking positive thoughts. That's good. If you sit in an audience making yeah. silent criticisms, even, yes. they're sometimes the worst. Yeah. When you're on the stage, your brain will... will do the wow, same. that's really interesting. And that yeah. really, one, one of the things that really, really helped me. That's really good. That's really good because that makes such mm-hmm. a lot of sense, doesn't it? Because our world is is from our own perception. So if our perception is that everyone is going to do what I do when I'm in an audience and what I do in an audience is criticise, well, then actually everyone's, yeah, everyone's criticising. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Another book that I read in the 80s was called um feel the fear but do it anyway yes do you remember that yes i do yes i <laughs> don't think course, i've ever read it that but was, yeah well, it's pretty good for performers right i realized that 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 is how i operate because i think i carry quite a lot of anxiety yeah about everything yeah yeah again without when you don't realize when you haven't analyzed these things yeah they have quite a lot of power over you definitely yeah and although it was kind of quite a useful thing to be able to feel the fear but do it anyway if you were a singer it hasn't been so useful um all the time when you are riding a horse that's next level stuff isn't it really yeah because yeah as a... and it's only very very recently that yeah that's what i mean by joining the dots like yeah a real right, aha yeah. moment oh yeah. so it's not just about feeling the fear and doing yeah. it anyway and being brave it's about no it's about facing that fear and not necessarily control it's not controlling it but dissipating the fear somehow isn't yeah. it and getting yeah. Yeah. getting a you actually don't want to be no feeling the fear at all. No, so, and you need to do that for your I horse. Yeah. Felt quite smug when I came back with Scotty in the trailer, and we've been to Felbridge jumping yeah. on our own and stuff. Yeah, um, it, I yeah. was in a state of high anxiety yeah. the moment I loaded Scott up at the yard. I hate trailering. I'm so worried about yep. um, what might happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You in the trailer. And right through it, mm. and I think it, it it was this is where the the breathing might come in mm. is that I think because I was breathing in a way that was helpful, oh, okay, to the body language and your your whole yes. um, state. I think that's why I I've got away with so much over the years with Scott, right? Because um, whatever else my brainwaves are doing, my habitual breathing was oh. counteracting that so he wouldn't have picked up on the, the same levels of course we yeah. don't know i'm just yeah. speculating here yeah the way you breathe of course was very helpful as a singer while yeah. i was feeling the fear but doing it anyway mm-hmm. standing at the edge of the stage is the worst moment isn't it, before you go on yeah <laughs> and the the way a singer has yeah. to breathe or any wind instrument um is into the uh, it feels like you're breathing into the stomach, but yeah. really what's happening Where your stomach's going out, is you're allowing your stomach to go out so yeah. your diaphragm can drop. Yeah. So you can utilise the bottom two-thirds of your lungs and ignore the top third. And why this makes a difference is because the minute you utilise the top third, mm. your pectorials, those muscles just okay. underneath your collarbone, Yep. Pecs, yeah, they call them in the gym. Yeah, they have the clench, which lifts the rib cage up, so you you get the breath in there. Right. Unfortunately, what happens is that when those muscles are used, 
it's like a direct button to the yeah. brain. What? Why? Yeah, we're now, we, now in sympathetic we, nervous yes, system, aren't we? Why are we yeah. now breathing like somebody who's really anxious? And that has a huge effect on the, yeah. the brain. Why has it taken me so long to realise oh, because... how important it is for a rider? But, but, you know, as we said at the beginning, how do, who thinks music and horses are related? <laughs> you know, who would put that together? You wouldn't, you know. No. So, so, yeah, so it's no surprise that it takes such a long time to figure these things out because we're figuring these things out by ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, is why I like these conversations because... It's by having those conversations that I'm able to figure these things out because I can't do it by myself. It kind of goes round and round your head. And, and like you say, at the end, you might get the light bulb moment. But for me personally, I need to be able to talk to somebody. And then it's only by the talking do I kind of go like, oh, oh, yeah, that's how it relates. When that light bulb goes off, that's like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. And everything kind of seems to fit into place. I spoke to somebody the other day. It's about little pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, isn't it, for me? I've done so many courses. The, one of the courses I did was Jane Pikes. I think, did you not do it as well? The Confident Rider? No, that, I no. didn't do that. I did another one. So yeah. that's where I learnt... Um, I mean, although before that, I did Cathy Sierra's Movement and Motivation, Pain Science, uh, which was all about the nervous system and movement. Um, and then I did Jane Pikes, and it was the same thing. And it was all learning parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous system and how that controls us. And, you know, like... The breathing, if you just, um, the example of that is, you know, when you breathe through your diaphragm, you're in parasymp- a parasympathetic system. When you're breathing with the top third of your lungs, you're in sympathetic system. Yeah. You're, you're ready to and fly. It might be worth just explaining a little bit more about that. So not only are you avoiding this um, pec muscle, yeah. switching the brain on into sympathetic, sympathetic yeah. Um, because you use the bigger part of your lungs, mm-hmm. you don't need to take very quick, shallow breaths. Right. You're getting more... More air in. Oxygen, so yeah. more bang for your buck, as yeah. it were. And that's another trigger. So if you're panting because you're only taking yes. shallow breaths... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Again, that's another trigger yeah. for the fight or flight. Right. Yeah, and, it's all linked, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when I was teaching singing... So I think um, I've probably taught about around about 500 people and out of all those people i only ever met one person well, who was breathing into the abdomen yeah. it's crazy everybody isn't it? else yeah. had to be reminded because this is not a special technique well no this... the wonderful thing is yeah that if you watch a baby you will have a free lesson uh-huh. in how we're actually designed Supposed to breathe. To. Yeah. Because you, you'll see their little tummies expand, really like a balloon, and then... <laughs> and they have no trouble with vocal, with vocal problems, do they? Just so brilliant, because once you've engaged your um, uh, diaphragm, the muscles of your stomach, yeah. they pull in and you get rid of the breath that way. Mm. And then the act of letting go of those stomach muscles again allowing the diaphragm to drop really quickly, mm-hmm. creates a negative vacuum in the lung. And we all know that nature has a vacuum. So the air yeah. rushes in and you don't really feel mm. that you've taken a huge amount of breath. You really have yeah. taken a big breath. And this is the trick that singers play, or opera singers play, uh-huh. is that you, um, because you can't see your shoulders moving, Yes. You've taken oh, a low yeah. Breath. yeah, 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 yeah. People just wander. Yeah, where it And they from. think it's God given. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely to be? And actually, it do you is. know it's not? Yeah. 
Um, well, it's given to everybody. It's, yeah, it's every, everyone has access to it. Yeah, has the potential to yeah. to sing, providing there's not something mechanically wrong. Yes. So I I found it fascinating, you know, teaching in schools and and one of my favourite things to do always was not just in choir, was in just normal lessons. If we're going to sing, is like stand up and now and take a good breath and you'd watch, you know, those group of children and they'll say, oh yeah, whose shoulders go up, you know, and hands go up. It's like, yeah, okay, now let's talk about your lungs and you'd and I'd get them to put their hands, fingers facing towards their back on their sides. And now breathe, but push your stomach out, you know, pull the air into your stomach. And they didn't realise that the lungs, you can feel them on your back. But it was only by teaching music and having classes of children and teaching breathing. That's how I learnt it and got to know it. But this is everybody. This is the whole, this is a human, isn't it? You know, so the whole population could be breathing from filling the whole lung up and not yeah, just the top it and would changing. Be, be lovely. And I yeah. think, think, um, you know, I, I don't think any research particularly has been done, but my little theory mm. is that we all breathe properly. Although yes. we're designed to breathe when we're young. And yeah. it could be the moment the um, the baby or the child is sent to nursery. So you, you've yeah. got the mother and baby separation. And then, of course, when you're genuinely upset, oh, yeah. Yeah. you get into that. And then, of course... Yeah. Mum comes back, picks you up. Yeah. But the next day you're taken back again. Yeah. And before you know it. Yeah, that's the pattern. You're set now up. mirroring all your peers who are yeah. upset. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> and breathing. That would be interesting to find out any research about that, wouldn't it? Because I'm, yeah. I'm not joking. Only one person out of all the people I've taught, cool. and they hadn't done yoga. Some people. Right. Had. Yeah. So. Yeah. To go back to um, how this might relate yes. to equestrians. Mm. Um is that when you're riding, whatever you're doing, if you're doing a dressage test, riding a competition, jumping, mm. just out on a hack, yeah. and something happens, it is so, it's going to be so beneficial and have such an impact mm. on your horse. And when I began to, um, to think about this, you know, very occasionally, I think, yeah. oh, it's funny, isn't it? Why isn't it taught? Yeah. Oh, because it's probably not that important. <laughs> and I'd forget it for another yeah. six months. Yeah. And then after my event uh -huh. with Scott, where I got kicked, yeah. that's when I thought, do you know what? I think it's not taught because people don't teach it. Because they're not aware of it. They don't yeah, know well, it. Well, the thing is, I think you, you will hear some of the better instructors Remember to breathe. Well, so somebody's holding their breath, going round a course of But that's just jumps. remember to breathe. It but doesn't say how. Yes, they don't tell yeah. you how. I like the, how do I do this and why am I doing this? You know, it had lots of things of like, oh, we lunge and we want the... And I knew what I want my horse to look like because I've seen it and I've, you know... But why? Why Why is that good for the horse to have a head long, long, stretched out? What is? And it's taken me doing another course, the balance movement one, to understand why. So that understanding of the why leads to, oh, OK, I know what I'm looking for. I know why I'm looking for that. OK, now how are we going to do it? Those little explanations are, I think, I think they're the very foundation of what we need to know in order to learn coming back to riding actually um, made me a better teacher mm -hmm. because I realised all the things I thought weren't ticking the box for me. Right. Actually, 
this is that what I was doing with my singing students. Okay. Yeah. What I mean by that is um, they would arrive at my house mm. and my energy would be up and that is where we, we'd start from. Yes. And I just felt... Yeah. Because a big thing for a singer or somebody learning to sing is, mm. is the top of their voice and everyone's slightly frightened of the top of their yeah. voice. And what do we do when we're frightened? We hold yeah. our breath. Yep. To, to get through this, I would just throw so much energy at them. Sometimes that would get them through it. So I was willing them to do yeah. it. And I realised that sometimes this is what instructors were doing. They yeah. were just using so much energy yeah. and um, telling you to just get on with it. You yeah. know, I don't care what you feel like inside. Just go for it which oh. is teaching you to feel the fear but do it anyway exactly not yeah. the way to well, do it that's the whole with the horse because they yeah. don't want you to be in that state I mean, sometimes it's difficult isn't it because sometimes you do have to have a bit of courage come yeah. on we could but it, there's yeah, got yeah. to be a bit more um self-belief behind it definitely and i've had this recently working with captain is that again i can drive you so that you will lunge or I can, and um, Nat gave me a fabulous example with doing some Pirelli stuff with him. Um, and her energy was amazing. It was beautiful. It's like, come on, yeah, we can do this. And she was fabulous. And the difference, I've got some stills of a video that I took and he had an amazing stretch. And she got that through joy, through fun, mm. through him feeling good emotionally. Lovely. Rather than driving. Come on, you know, we've got to do this. And... The very fundamentals of learning need to happen in a se when you feel safe, when the body feels safe. So whether you're a child or a horse or a rider, you have to be in the parasympathetic system. You're going to have to stretch and do things that are slightly outside your comfort zone, but not that scare you so much that you, you know, want to f flee or whatever. But I think too many times we don't acknowledge that. So when... You know, you're in a lesson and somebody's shouting at you. That's why my kids stopped riding, because the instructor would shout and yell. Mm. I don't want to be shouted at. Well, yeah. I, that, that, that must be such a common experience. Absolutely. People learning to ride. Yeah. Is that horsey people just shout a lot. Yeah. They, and, and I know you've got to project your voice to <laughs> be know. heard, because it's a big no, space in the arena. Projecting and shouting. There is, exactly. And so... Why would you want to put yourself through that? Yeah, Why yeah, would yeah, you want yeah. to keep going through that? That's not a pleasant but place to be. If I was and it's to give not a safe any place advice to, learn. to anybody that was teaching anything, mm. that would be to always find something new to learn because it put keeps yourself you in as a touch learner. Yeah. with what it's like not to have those things that you take for granted. It's, it's yeah. the, what is it? It's the, um, the unconscious competence. If you're unconscious of something that you can do really well, yeah. you can't really identify or help yeah. somebody who hasn't got to that stage. Yeah. When I um, started learning riding again, um, it made me realise what I was doing to my own students. That's why people who are probably at the top of their game actually don't make the best teachers. No, I've, Because they don't know how they got there. I well, they're not conscious of it. I yeah. say to anybody learning, about to learn something new is... Yeah. Don't necessarily go to the person who's at the top of their game. Find somebody who's just half a mile ahead of you. One of the best teacher for my girls was somebody who was a friend, who, but who was happy and joyful yeah. and praises. And, you know, yeah, you're doing really, really well, but this time try this. It's the, because the way we speak 
you know has makes such a difference i don't think it does to everybody i think some you know i'm quite a sensitive person one of the um bits of information i used to you know how you when you're teaching yeah you, there are things that you just come out with like yes, once yeah, or yeah. twice a day <laughs> yeah and one of them was always about communication 70 percent of and this was done back in the 70s in america this okay. research 70 percent of communication mm. is body language so that is literally how you're holding yourself what your mm. eyes are doing what your head position is what your arms are doing mm. so 70 percent is body language 23 mm. percent okay. is the tone that you're using wow yeah. right yeah which leaves if you're good at math seven percent seven percent of actual content so it literally isn't wow what you're saying it's how you say it so a lovely example um i'll steal this from my granny who mm -hmm. was famous for backhanded compliments my dear how beautifully you're made up <laughs> and they've run off going darling darling molly said i'm beautifully made up yes yeah, she's charming isn't she because of course what the husband was missing tone of voice um another one i can quote her for saying was my dear what a clever dress yes. molly said i had a clever dress yeah she's so kind isn't she no <laughs> she didn't mean it like that why this is important yeah because horses pick up on body oh. language not just body language though the intention behind yeah, and the feeling like, and the energy but and they everything will pick up on body yes. language yeah. so if your hands are like claws because of tension oh, yes. Yes. they will see that if your chest is puffed out because yep. you're tense and yep. feeling defensive they will see that yep. the way your feet point or, and this is what they're doing all of the time. All of the horses, yeah. all of the time, are noticing at body angle. This is literally just the body, and we haven't got yes. onto the tone of voice you're using with them. Yes. Or what you're exactly energetically. Yeah, energetic. I, you know those things that we have that we think of and make us cringe. Oh yeah. Oh. I still <laughs> remember riding around the farm when I first got Scotty, and somebody saying, "Hmm, I think he might be picking up on your tension." And inside, I was thinking. Will you shut up? Of course he's not. How could he oh, possibly gosh. pick up on that? Oh, I know. Oh, oh I think we've all been there. <laughs> I we've hope all so, been because there. I, oh, no, I definitely I have. Really, it, is, you know, it wasn't that long ago, really, yeah. was it? No, well, that's, but that was the thing for me. That was why, that's why No Ordinary Horse exists, because of Brooke and the lesson she taught me, because that's who I was before that accident, before her, she was kicked in the field, that I was. I'll circle you down to the school because we're doing what I want to do. Yeah, and yeah, you don't yeah. have an... Didn't even think about her option, you know, oh. that she might have an opinion. You know, and this Terrible. is what... This is four years ago, that's I all. So, I sympathise. Yeah, so I, we're not alone. No. And we're not alone either in that there are... You look at the equestrian world and there are how many people are still on that page and mm. i think i've said it so many times about you know all oh, your horse is an idiot and you're all of that that's common that's uh, just commonly said you pay the in, bills yeah he's got to he's do, got to do he's got yeah. to learn some respect yeah. all of those sorts of things is is the common way of talking I about think, horses um because i've recently retired scott mm. but it's kind of the timing of it's been quite good but mm. because i've become more and more sensitive to the fact that we harvest these mm. animals for yeah. our own fun like we're mining them for Oof, um, yeah, a thrill right. yeah whatever it yeah. is and, um 
I think there are ways of doing doing it. One yeah. one time I remember Warwick Schiller on a podcast, one of his podcasts, and he's he was saying he won't even go down that route. I remember because that because yeah. he thinks he might not even even ride again. Right. Yes. But I'm thinking. That's why you should go down that route. Oh, really? Go on. Well, I'm thinking if you're avoiding it because you think the conclusion might be that you won't ride, perhaps you should go and have a look. (laughs) I remember that. I remember listening to that. It was one of the early ones, I think. And it was a a book he'd started reading, I think. Mm, That's right. And and I remember him talking about it and he said, no, he had to stop reading because he thought if he was going to finish the book, he would actually, he'd probably never ride again. Yeah. But understandable because he's got so much invested in yes, yeah. horses too. Well, it, it's, that's, again, that's why Brooke was so special for me because she taught me that it wasn't just about riding. I am a, inverted commas, person. You know, yeah, I am an animal with feeling. Or because with we don't ride opinions. our dogs, do we? And we have no. a lovely relationship. It is different. We live with them and they're, you know, they're more they're predators or whatever. But it's still the same thing. It's still a relationship. It's still, you forget they're animals and the space that they occupy in your life is huge. They're just a different species. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't make them any more or any less than anyone, uh, any other human. No. You know, the companionship that they are. And that we are. Exactly. So just the fact that we've, we share this spoken language i mean this is another rabbit hole to go down love it (laughs) (laughs) because uh you know so many people without thinking about it just assume the planet is humans and he's just a dog yeah why would you do that we were talking about this yesterday actually about because there'd been a post i think on facebook about you know in a hundred years time your house may still be there the land will still be there be living in lived in by some by other people and and you go well yeah you know, you put a fence up and you say this la- this side of the fence is mine. Well, it doesn't mean to say that that se- that that land is separate. It's you've just put a barrier up. That's yeah. all. You put oh, a, it's just you a know. mental construct. Isn't yeah, it? completely. Yeah. When you start thinking and feeling, and I and I do think it's more feeling like that. Um, you you feel the connection of everything. Yeah. You feel how we are all connected and how the land is connected and how the wind and the trees and and nature and i think that's the beauty of nature and for me that's the beauty of the animals is that's what they give mm. to us if we're ready to listen to them you know spend time in nature be a part of it and not not just come and bulldoze over everything and make it yours but actually be integrated into it and it's beautiful we all you know when yeah. you go for a walk on on any day it's beautiful it's really beautiful is. And even for me working at the yard now, in all weathers, I'd rather be working in all weathers. You know, I don't care. The wind scares me a bit sometimes. But, um, you know, but yeah, getting out and being outdoors. Yeah, being outdoors. Much, much rather that than being in a classroom and stuck and not seeing the light of day when you go into school in the morning and you leave, you know, at this time of year in the winter time when it's dark outside. No, I'd much rather be outside getting poured on with, you know, when the heavens open or whatever. I'd rather do that now than <laughs> than be separated from it, you know, with yeah. artificial lights wow. and things. Yeah, and that's, and that's, as I say, why, again, why Brooke is special, because this whole journey for me is because of her. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for her. Yeah. I, I feel I've come full circle because uh-huh. when I was 18, I I looked after a horse for a year and just cantered around yeah. um, Windsor Forest and oh. the Great Park yeah. for a whole year and was just in nature. 
And then it seems like my life happened. Yeah. And now it, I look back because I, I'm back in nature and it seems like just a load of white noise. When you look at, at life and our the way society is constructed is, like you said at the beginning, you're born and you have these years, hopefully with your parents, you where you're nurtured and then it's like, no, you go over there. And so, I think you know, Jane Pike talks about the needs that um, we have and one of them is to feel that we belong and that we're loved because that's part of your survival mechanism of course being abandoned at the nursery uh, school exactly when at that such a young age it's a huge thing my yeah. um daughter youngest son is doing psychology a level talked about this experiment where i think they had monkeys baby monkeys and then they had wire monkeys and they had a wire monkey that gave the baby food and they had a wire monkey then that they put fur on and when the baby monkey was afraid, it went to the fur. It didn't go to the one that gave it food and, you know, sustenance. Aww. It gave it, it comfort. went to the one for comfort. Yeah. So it's if your child is upset, you need to be with them. Yeah. You need to give them that yeah. physical comfort. And going back to the horses, I, it's interesting because I've been um, listening to Mark Rashid's book and he talks um, about everything being in balance. On a scale of one to ten, you want both parties to be at a five energy kind of wise together. And I've had that experience, you know, it's like with me and Captain going into the school sometime, I don't know if you've seen us, you know, and I'm going, oh, that's where I'm going wrong, is Captain's coming in at a two, and I'm coming in at a two, and so together we make four, we don't yeah, make oh, ten. Yeah, yeah, so if he does come in at a two, Bless I need him. to come and bring an eight, yeah. but bring an eight in the, yeah, come on, we can do this, yeah. this is going to be fun, rather than, come on, you know, you need to move, and you need to, it's a very different way of bringing that other part of the, into balance. Before we run out of time, I suspect yep. it's running away from us. Oh, yes. um, and having said that the whole of my life was just white noise, and I'm <laughs> doing horses 18 and then yeah. 63 now and doing yeah. horses, um, it, it probably wasn't because I don't think yeah. I would have been able to get to where I am now. And Scotty has helped me. And one thing I just wanted to... Um, say about the breathing it was yeah. so interesting when I did this workshop recently mm -hmm. so it was a, a first one yeah and I was a bit nervous because again it's Naturally, like yeah. um when you can do something really really well you don't value it so I was worried that um I'd get through the content in about five minutes and <laughs> yeah. Would go, yeah well whatever but it actually was quite interesting but one of the things that came up really quite quickly mm. was well I was always told um not to breathe through my mouth so the breathing that i'm talking about mm. is through the mouth okay unless you're sitting in rest and repose right, right. because if you're an athlete mm. or a horse rider yeah and you're even out on a hack doing the rising trot you will not be breathing through your nose yeah. it's not fast enough yeah. you have to get this vacuum thing working where right. you allow your jaw to go slack and you let your tummy go quickly oh. and you get in a whole load of air. Yeah. So it, it is not for people to worry about, oh, well, no, you can't breathe, you know, yeah. that can't be right. It, it, is, it is a method for breathing mm. when you are doing something, high activity, right. where you need to keep your um, anxiety levels under threshold. So this is why I'm quite, happy with the way the workshop went is that mm. I've realised, surprise, surprise, that I can link yeah. something I learnt as a singer yeah. um, to yeah. riding. 
if people are receptive enough and open enough to think, well, yeah, maybe there's something, there is something in this. But you have to accept that the way you breathe affects your brain waves. It affects your energy. It's body language. A horse can see if you're breathing yeah. tight, breathing shallow. They'll see that. Um, and it's so subtle. Yeah. It's taken me all this time to think, oh, maybe they can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're a horse owner, there is so much oh, to think yeah. about and do and study. And I thought, I don't want to add another thing. But actually, if you if you have an inkling, like yeah. I did, that actually this thing yeah. might be really, really valuable, then maybe it's worth looking into. And it will help you throughout the rest of your life. A lot of people complain like I used to I used to feel anxious all the time mm -hmm. for no reason mm. and when I learned this well when I was reminded and yeah. went back to breathing properly it didn't happen overnight but a year later I remember thinking oh yes oh. I don't have that hum of anxiety anymore yeah. it would only come up if I was about to do something crazy and um, because I was well, in the feel the fear but do it yeah. anyway yeah. and of course Although feel the fear, but do it anyway, is was quite helpful for going on stage. It's actually quite. It was quite dangerous because it's I the did, exact opposite with a horse, yeah, isn't it? Well, yeah. one thing I did yeah. because I was feeling the fear, but doing it anyway. I decided to be a proper horsewoman. I needed to hunt go oh, on a gosh. drag hunt. Oh, yeah. So I Brave. take this. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fine line, isn't it? <laughs> I take this ex racehorse. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. To a big field with a whole load of other people that have never been in a hunt situation before, and expect to gallop around the countryside and survive. Now, this is where sometimes I think I might have a guardian angel because yeah. uh, I got him out of the um, trailer and forgot to put um, on a head collar that I could hold him with. Right. And I skidded on the grass as he took off because he's, he was such a donkey most of the time. I forgot that when he gets into a situation like this, yeah. he's back at the races. Where's yeah, the race? Yeah, adrenaline's and going, yeah. And I skidded yeah. on the grass, fell over and I heard my hand break. <gasps> wow. So I didn't go into that field yeah. and ride with a whole load of other people who hadn't been on hunt. So, um, and there were a number of things that I've, situations I've put myself in that when you look back yeah you see if, if I wasn't operating on the feel the fear but do it anyway I probably would have made a better decision a safer decision oh definitely when um I having brought Brooke back into work it was it, a different yard it was very much like well when are you going to ride again when are you going to ride you just need to be brave and get and I was like I don't want to feel brave or to have to feel brave I want to feel confident but that's totally different than totally feeling brave different. and now I'm glad I stuck to that your horse can feel when you're being brave and covering up the frightenedness you know and going back yeah. to Mark Rashid's thing well if your horse spooks at something and has gone and has spiked and gone up to a number eight if you also bring a number eight now you're at number but, 16 but you will you see if you're out and on you a ride will, exactly like, yeah one of the last times i rode uh, mm. scott we were going around the block and there was a bird scarer oh, sounds right. like a gun of course he shoots up yeah and you can't help but shoot up yeah. but if you're aware of your breathing you know how to bring yourself back down really quickly well, is see, it literally that, just coming that down gunshot to... yeah was before i'd really joined up the dots right okay I did bring myself down. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. And, oh my God, I'm through the roof. Yeah. Right, okay. Do I need to get off to reset? Can I reset while I'm still on? Um, 
then I got off and walked mm. home because I realised I was just out of my yeah. tree because it took me by surprise. Yeah. Scott, um, although he is an ex-racehorse, normally is very, very calm. But, but something like that, you know, the electricity oh, yeah. shoots through you. So now I think I would be much more mindful and, oh, and knowing of the tools I've got, mm-hmm. which is quickly to change your breathing. Literally change your breathing because that moment where you've gone <laughs> through the roof, yeah. you'll be breathing up here. Okay? Yeah. So you just need to change that and to um, and just start say to yourself, you, this yeah. is not, don't allow that story to go into, yeah. oh, where am I going to end up in hospital? You know, yeah. Which hospital am I going to yeah. go to? Don't allow that tape to play. Yeah. It's a little bit like, I mean, we can do some pre-work on that as well, isn't it? It's because it goes back to the being in the audience thing, doesn't it? Is train your brain to go, if you're in this situation, it will be fine. And beforehand, come to terms with the, if I need to get off, I will. It's you. It's you. Who has to make that judgment. When I was 12, I used to go and um, work at a local riding stable. I'd get up at five in the morning and be down there mucking out for them. God, they were as you would. Yeah, yeah. so I had three, four years of mainly, I mean, they'd give me the odd ride, but it was yeah. mainly on the ground. So I became very, very confident on the yeah. ground. And I knew the minute I got off, I'd be settled again because yes. horses didn't, don't scare me when I'm on the ground. But it's self-awareness, isn't it? And then trusting yourself yeah. that you know best. My thinking out of the box, yeah. like why I mentioned that is because it was nothing to me when I first got Scott mm. to suddenly think, well, why are we putting a bit? And I took him out on a ride and he got away from me, entering across the field. And I thought, right, OK, I either get a stronger bit or I take the bit out altogether. And I had just been reading about the Dr. Cook bridle that explained why sometimes it's more dangerous to be in a bit because yeah. you're adding pain yeah. and they can go... Yeah. through their threshold. I'm sure all horses are different, but with Scott, it was the thing I needed to do. I also felt, thinking out, out of the box, really, that, well, why are we putting these horrible metal things on their feet? But the people at that yard were like, well, we're not coming out with you. If you haven't got a bit, that means you've got no brakes. Yeah. And if you go, we're all, go- we're all going to go. The problem is that if you don't get it, you don't get it, and yeah. you hate the people... Yeah. who are going in another direction. Yes. Is it comes from both ends that you get, ex, you know, it's an extremist thing. You get people who disagree and you're never going to change somebody's mind if you come at them and go, you're really wrong. What you're doing is so stupid. Yeah, yeah. You're, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing this. And the other person goes, no, I should be doing this. The exact, you know, put a bit in, don't put a bit in feet you know barefoot or shoes it's all very defensive and we're never going to not i don't mean to win in that sense but you're never going to convince or open anybody's mind up to see anything in a different way if you're arguing you have to acknowledge that where they're coming from and like for you not having a bit is was the right thing you felt to do it might not be right for another horse or for another owner and their relationship, actually, from what I'm learning with the relationship to contact through the balance through movement, is that contact with the bit. And and when, unfortunately, you couldn't come to National's Clinic, when he used the bit in order to get the tongue moving, which connects to everything through the body, that's a hugely beneficial thing to do. It's not what is used, it's how it's used, why it's used. Be very mindful about the 
personality for yours too. Oh yes, I it's, always, it, this rode, is, it's, I always yeah. rode on a long rein. So it wasn't I was misusing the bit on Scott, but he was throwing his head up all the time. Yeah. He did not and this is, like it's all individual. having a piece of metal yeah. in his mouth. Yeah, it's all in it's all individual because the associations he will have from that are going to be different from another horse's associations who've never been yeah. pulled on or haven't raced or whatever. And I never wanted to be um, a dressage champion. Yeah. The level I was yeah. aiming for dressage yeah. was literally to keep my horse supple and fit. Yeah. So I could do what I really loved, which was wombling around the countryside for as long yeah, as possible. Beautiful. So it's all a personal thing. Mm. So it comes back to that. You have to make the decision that you feel is right for you and your horse. And nobody knows your horse better than you do. No, so, true, so you have every right to make that decision, whatever that is. But in the spirit of being honest, I have to say, I don't think um, I'm a great rider. Mm. at all by mm. any means oh i know i'm not no. and i got to the point where i just felt i wasn't getting any better right best thing i've ever done was about two years ago i yeah. decided i am not going to have any more yeah. riding lessons because they were all saying the same thing not forward enough not forward enough and i thought well i can see that and i have got to be able to to do this so yeah taking all my warwick information and yes this, more progress in a yeah. year that yeah. I had made in eight years, relying on instructors to come and tell me how to do it. This, so it goes back to what you said yeah. earlier, is the, it's the ownership side of it. It is. Just give a horse to somebody who knows nothing about it and say, yeah. right, get on with it. Yeah. But there is a thing called information overload, isn't there? Yeah. And I, I think I got there. Yeah. So aware of how useless I was. Exactly. Writing. And I just think, you know, I if I have any regrets at all... It's that it's taken me this long to arrive at where yeah. I feel like I am, and now I don't have a horse to practice on. Yes. The thing is, what the hell? Yeah. You know? No, it doesn't matter, really. I am yeah. in so... I have so much gratitude to this horse. Yeah. Who, was a, who raced, raced horses to jump. Yeah. Who, despite all the stupid things I was doing and the yeah. way I was being... Yeah. ...was so obliging for eight years, and I just think eight years in the same job isn't probably yeah. enough for anybody, is yeah. it? Yeah. And that's why I think horses are so beautiful, because they put up with so much yeah. from us and are so gracious <laughs> yeah. in the way they do. Yeah. But um, I think your that point is the biggest one for me, is we give our power away far too easily. We say, we ask yeah. someone, especially a teacher, how should I do this? And the teacher, well, you should be doing this. Oh, OK, I'll do it like yeah. you tell me to. Rather than, what Explore do you suggest? It. Explore it. Try this, try yeah. this. What feels best for you? Because no matter how hard we try, we can't be someone else. So you need to be yourself. You're tr and yeah. that's what came up uh, in National Clinic. You be your surprise, authentic surprise. self. The horse can tell the difference between exactly. you and your instructor. Exactly. And we'll respond differently, yes. therefore. And we'll respond differently yeah. when your instructor's with you. Because you respond differently your when your instructor... Your energy changes. Because your energy changes, yeah. exactly. So, yes, let's learn. And let's learn and let's take it in. However, learn through the lens of how does this feel for me when, I, when no one else is around? What feels right for me? And take it's not take back that power, but don't give your power away to someone else and say, what do you think I should do? It's 
it suggests things and then make your Nash own mind up about agree it. With you there, he? And he said it, I think, towards the end is, I don't want you to trust anyone else more than you trust yourself. Oh, if only. And, I and that, and exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's what we need. That's for me yeah. is what we should be teaching across the board. We should be teaching children this so they grow up. Because you have the only person you can trust is yourself because you only know that perspective entirely. You don't know why. It comes mm. back to the tone of something again, doesn't it? If someone else is telling you to do something, you don't know their motivate, motive behind the reason they're telling mm. you to do that. Stop mm. and think, how does it feel for me? Does this feel good or not? And make your learn. And it is a process of learning, I think, for each of us to do that when we've been given our power away for so long. Because I'm exactly the same. Exactly the same. And only now just... Mm realizing that and coming back mm. into it that it's and it's hard because you st i still get that judgment thing losing brooke last summertime and how devastating that was for me opened the door for yeah. captain this spring yeah. and and i and having gone it was only by going through that journey with brooke that brought me to a place now of i will trust myself over anybody i will ask for advice and i will ask what uh, you know, and and look at and um, you know to the people that I respect and admire, and look at how they do things. But it will still be: Does this feel right for me? Yeah. And does this feel right for Captain? And I have to be the advocate for him. And, and I think also you have to be quite careful who you ask for advice because mm. still people get very offended. Yes, if they give advice that you don't take. It's that whole thing, you know, you give a person a present, oh, well, they, you didn't, you never use it, whatever. Well, you give a gift, that's it. You have no conditions on that. If you put a condition on it, then that's actually it's not the gift, is it? it yeah. It's, um, it, this is unconditional. This is just a suggestion. So you leave it there. It's entirely up to you what you do with that. Yeah, it's certainly eye-opening ways of thinking about things. Come. Because sometimes I think, oh my goodness, why didn't anybody mention how much money a horse can cost? <laughs> oh God, yeah. And it's yeah. quite likely, that it's a good thing that they didn't, because I don't think I would have gone through with it. Yeah. don't think I would have learnt empathy yeah. without having him in my life. Yeah. For me, it does make me... Um, I was going to say value life, but that sounds really silly. But now it's not about the money. It's about, you know, I mean, Captain, yeah, what, he's what a member of the family. It's like, it's like your dog. Life. What they bring yes, to your life yeah. isn't measurable in terms. And that's not to say that it doesn't cause no, huge problems that they're so expensive. I you think know, what but... I meant was, thank God somebody didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can entirely agree. My oh, partner no. would never have agreed. Yeah. There was a point for me between losing Brooke and getting Captain, yeah, which I, and I was going back and having some riding lessons again, you know, and it's like, flipping heck, this is expensive, you know, and da, da, da. but then I was kind of thinking, actually, the freedom that you'd have by just, just going to a riding school, you know, you wouldn't, you'd be saving a ton of money just by giving this when you can go. Um, if it was all about riding. If it was all about riding, but it is not for me. So it's all about the connection. So, you know, yeah, what what they bring us is not... No. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, so, wouldn't change it. No, I wouldn't change it for the world. So, yeah, at that point, you've just got to go, OK, yeah, close your eyes and go, no, we'll all be OK. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll buy a lottery ticket at the weekend, it'll be fine. <laughs>
Oh, thank you so much. It's been oh, a really, really lovely, lovely conversation. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed our chat as much as I did. If you've got a story to tell or would like to be part of a conversation, please get in touch. Find No Ordinary Horse on Facebook or Instagram.